podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So it's uh, all for play for still? I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate Podcast. And it's it's another winning podcast. That's three in a row, Paddy. And uh, what a very, very good Christmas present, I think. And uh, first of all, I suppose, happy Christmas and happy Boxing Day, St. Stephen's Day, or whatever you call it, in whatever part of the world you are you are in. Uh, it's been a good Christmas, Aston Villa wise so far, uh, with uh, some more, hopefully, to come. Paddy, how did you get on? Stuff in your face yesterday with turkey and ham and everything else. I did stuff my face with turkey, ham, beer, cocktails. So I was quite rough this morning, but um, nothing like a, a cure of a couple of bottles to make things a bit easier. And Villa getting three points, which always makes things easier. The worst hangover in the world gets cured when Villa win matches. <laughs> um, I seem like I was the only good boy in Ireland, I'd say, last night. I ate the dinner. I had to go to work for three or four hours, so I worked away for three or four hours, and then I went. I was in bed. I was asleep by half seven or by half uh, half ten. So uh, I was a very good boy last night. Yeah, and today I haven't touched a drop of it either. Um, I haven't touched a drop a uh, drop of the magic sauce either. And I just finished work, so uh, yeah, I might have a few cans myself now later on to celebrate. It'd be rude not to. Sure I'd probably lose my Irish passport if I didn't drink in Stephen's days, so uh, they'd probably come <laughs> and take it off me. Um, but uh, less about my the habits of my liver and more about um, the habits, and which is almost becoming habitual for this team, is to play bloody well <laughs> because they had another yeah. fantastic performance today. Uh, I came up against the dogged Crystal Palace team. It looked dodgy for after 35 seconds when Zaha had a run on goal and uh, Emmy Martinez had to stand up straight and Tyrone Mings got let, left him in behind him. And that was an ongoing battle that we will talk about in a moment because the obvious yeah. only uh, kind of black mark on the, on the whole the, the whole uh, game I did come from Tyrone Mings, unfortunately. But after that, Villa were massively, massively in control of this game. Some brilliant performances and uh, I, I thought early on in the game obviously from Bertrand Traore his goal uh, Ollie Watkins was immense up front I thought John McGinn I, I, I can't wait to watch back the game again I I just happened to see him running everywhere maybe not getting on the ball as much as he normally does but mm-hmm. the amount of times he shadowed James MacArthur and stopped MacArthur from picking up the ball in the middle of midfield and MacArthur is pivotal for that team that, that Crystal Palace team he chips in with a goal every so often he's a tough tackler but McGinn was all over him like a cheap suit uh, for a good part of that game as well. And uh, there were some very, very good performances. Courtney House was immense. He was just, he's just good. Like it's, and, and I'm not, I'm not just saying that to rub it in because we've always said it, but he's just good. <laughs> you know? yeah. He's not brilliant. <laughs> he's not shit. He's just good. Uh, that's, that's no, all we yeah, want from him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I disagree. I think he's a brilliant player. I think there's great potential there. And he's obviously got, oh, well, We'll assume he's going to get a run in the team now for a couple of games. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I'm delighted for him. I thought he did very well, um, as as did his, his uh, 
his second half partner did it exceptionally well. Mm-hmm. But special mention for Maddie Target. I thought Maddie oh, Target brilliant. was immense yes. today. Absolutely immense. And I don't, I don't, maybe it's, I overlook him and, you know, don't give him enough praise. But the guy is really moulding into a Premier League footballer. And, uh, you know, I, I hope he gets to sit down tonight and have a glass of wine or whatever and enjoy that. Well, maybe not a glass of wine because he's a game in 48 hours. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, wait wait till uh, Monday night to have a glass of wine. But I hope he has his feet up and his slippers on and relaxing and get himself ready for Monday night because he was fantastic. No, he was very, very good. Yeah, the whole team were great. Matty Cash was great. Matty Cash had to front up to Eze and, and to Zaha and, uh, and they moved mm-hmm. around quite a bit there. And, and you know, he was had an answer to absolutely everything. Uh, going back to Courtney Hawes, um, the, the matchup with Benteke suited him down to the ground. You know, the two of them are going to stand there and throw elbows all day long. And uh, Courtney Hawes is, I, I would go so far as to say that there may not be a stronger player in the Premier League than Courtney Hawes. He's just like, he's a block of steel. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you know, not the nimblest player in the world, but just does everything right. Doesn't doesn't rely on his speed. But he knows that he's not fast, so he relies on other aspects of his game. Obviously, his strength gets touched tight to people that can't get around him. And, and, and there's a difference there. Maybe when Mings, do, when Mings does it, people can get around him because he doesn't get so tight to him and he's not as strong. Mm. And, and and I suppose that's where we're going to pick up. We'll come back to the goals in a minute, but we're going to pick up to, with, with that. Uh, Mings gets involved with Zaha. Um, I don't think Mings should have been yellow carded for that, but the way Zaha reacts... And uh, and when the ref pulls out one yellow card, he's going to pull out two. I don't, out two. Yeah. I, I don't fully agree with it, but it, it happens. So, like, mm-hmm. once again, it kind of goes back to the game against Brighton. We're talking about leaders. And we questioned, uh, and we're not having a go at Tyrone Mings. Tyrone Mings starts. Like, I, I know I'm all about Courtney House, but Tyrone Mings starts in this team. And and uh, he will start in this team when he's he'll sit out these next game. And I think it might even be two games. But uh, he just... He got involved in a situation that maybe he didn't need to. Probably saw his chance to take a shot at Zaha after they had a little tussle last year again as well. He Zaha and, and Kanza uh, came together on the edge of the or just off the field, and Mings went in and had a good crack mm. off Zaha there. I don't know if there's something between the two of them. I don't have, I don't know. Um, but look, uh, he got a yellow card for that, and then his other yellow card was a definite yellow card, and that's what I mean that tried to trust his pace and when he realised that Zaha had gotten a run on him early on in the game and then he got a run on him the second time he just put his hands up and pulled him down and mm. you know that's that's uh, it was unfortunate but it was it was a definite two yellows and yeah but going back to the first one you know they showed one angle where you could actually see the contact and let's face it there was more contact by Tyrone Mings in the, in the first challenge than there was in the red card we had against us last week but yeah. it was malicious intent in it. Mm. Um, you know, the wrong the, the wrong referee or the, the wrong VAR and you could end up with a stupid challenge like that costing you a, a red card. There was no need for it. There was no need for him to be involved. The whistle had gone, I think, at that stage as well, which makes it worse. Um, Do you know what and, makes you know, it worse for me is Dougie Louise comes in ready to throw down fists. Big style. Dougie Louise comes in ready to have a <laughs> massive Barney. And yeah. and Mings was walking away at this stage, going, "Listen, look, it was clumsy, whatever." But it was Zaha's mm. reaction as well. 
the like, but the, a reaction like that when somebody goes right over the top, like Zaha did there for what happened, like there was no need for Zaha to, to react to that. It wasn't even a bad tackle. It wasn't even the contact was incidental as well. Like he just yeah. things got in close to him and kind of gave him a little bit of a hey, hey I'm here kind of a thing, and and Zaha completely overreacts to it. But oh, Dougie it Louise, a huge overreaction. But I, I, th- <laughs> I thought I thought it was a. A mistake on the referee, maybe to not to let VAR have a look at it. Mm. He dished out the cards very quickly. Um, oh yeah, it actually in real time it looked like Zaha threw a dig, which yeah, obviously I, I thought that too. Yeah, yeah, he which didn't. he didn't when when yeah. we looked at the replay. But look, Mings didn't have a good game. No, um, as you say, he was cut out early on. He took a wild swipe at one stage and completely missed the ball. That one that he was cut out early on. You know, a bus had torn quicker. He needs to. He needs to give himself more time, mm-hmm. and not be so tight on the on the front man. You know, um, and how much of an annoying little fucker is Wilfred Zaha? <laughs> I never noticed him before today. He's Jesus he's just Christ. He's consistently he's, just just moving the ball around the place, and you're going to get that. Like yeah. he, he is. We think he's an annoying fucker, and Crystal Palace fans think Jack Grealish is an annoying fucker. I put the two of them in the same bracket in the fact that they're consistently moving the ball around the place. Mm. They're getting fouled. They're turning around to the goal, to the referee. Like it's, there's, it's no, it's no secret that Zaha has the second, was the second most fouled player last year from memory, yeah. you know? So he's, uh, yes, he's annoying, but I think I, I, I sat myself short to saying that today because I went, now I know why everybody calls Jack Grealish an annoying prick because I can see, I can see why it's annoying. Yeah, when Jack Grealish is more, more annoying because he's so good. That's that's some boy really. Yes, yeah, that's good too. To this, this this guy is not fit to lace Jack's boots. Like, oh no, he's not. He's but but put it this way: good. if if Villa if now look, there would be no no chance in the world that Villa would sign him because like Crystal Palace yeah. is going to want eighty million for him. But if if Villa signed him, we would we would think he's the bee's knees. Imagine having him and Jack either wing. He would, he'd be fucking shit hot. Like, it, I don't think he's good enough to enter our team. But that's that's just my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'd like. I'd, yeah. He's one of these players where I prefer to be looking at him than looking for him. But then again, you know, we when we look at who was playing across uh, from Jack today, really uh, on the right hand side, uh, you Burton Troy, and for the twenty five minutes, thirty minutes he was on the field, he was the best player 45. on the field. Um, yeah, yeah 40, 40, whatever it was, forty four, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. He, he was no, the best 40, player on the field. He was. He was exceptional. And I know I messaged you at half time. It was. A bit miffed that it was him that went off. Mm. You know, obviously I'm not picking the team, so <laughs> uh, El Ghazi steps up and pings one into the top corner later in the game just to prove me wrong because I said to you, you know, it should have been El Ghazi. I didn't think El Ghazi did enough in the first half to warrant staying on the pitch. I thought, um, he, even though he was only on the pitch for 44 minutes, he, he was running close for man of the match, mm. you know. Yeah, I thought he was exceptional. I thought it was probably his best game for us so far. Mm. And in fairness to him, he didn't get pissed off when he got taken off either, no. which is nice. Which is nice to see, um, because like I was pissed off. I was going, Jesus, get Gazi off. He hasn't done anything since the fourth fifteen minutes. <laughs> but look, you know, Dino picks the team, and w- while you have that few, mo- well, they have that few moments of of questioning him. You know, he got it right. He definitely got it right. And I tell you, my my, 
I got to have a counter view on this. And it's not that I think that Al Ghazi was playing better than Troy because I've just stated that I think Troy was was the best player in the field. Uh, my thing was just kind of condensing it down. The, the Al Ghazi will probably give more down that wing than may, maybe having to take off Al Ghazi, move Jack out there. Who, uh, mm. if you're if you're like who falls into the central role? I think it was more important to have have Jack really stay in the central role. But also, here's my thing: the reason that Bertrand Troy wasn't pissed off. If you score a goal in the first 44 minutes and you get substituted, you're going off going, my stats are going to look fucking brilliant. You know, at the end of this. And you're, <laughs> now, look, he's, he was obviously greedy for another goal. He hit the post as well. He but like, post, yeah. put it this way, you know, the, the point of diminishing returns, uh, even though we won 3-0, who's to say he doesn't fluff two or three sitters in the second half? And then yeah, all of everyone, a sudden, yeah. everyone's going, Bertrand Troy could have had four goals. See, that's what the problem is with Bertrand Troy. So, like, qu- uh, like for that, for that, he's coming off at halftime. We've got a game against Chelsea. He probably really wants to play against Chelsea, being his parent. Oh, like, so. yeah. A club that he would probably consider his parent club, the club that, that kind of that, that nursed him um, up through the youth ranks. And yeah. uh, look, if we've got a fresh Bertie Troy to come in and uh, and uh, and what day is it Monday? Uh, then I'd be bloody delighted. I'd be bloody delighted to see him in there. But no, as I say, yeah, you could look. It was a toss up between the two of them, and Dean Smith got it right because um, we will come on to Gazi's goal in a moment. But the second goal, uh, the second goal was what I can describe as a goal made from sheer endeavour. Um, who crossed it in? Was it was it Maddie Cash crossed the ball? Was it Cash or was it Grealish? Sure. It was a free kick, wasn't it? It was Grealish, I think. It was Grealish from a free kick, yeah. I think it was. And then Ollie Watkins gets up above his man, hits the crossbar with a header and it comes back and Courtney Hose. This is where his strength comes into it. It was just a big man, small man thing. He just bundled his way through, yeah. got ahead to it and it went to, and, and the keeper tried to claw it back clearly over the line. Um and happy days, delighted it's for good. it's good to see that the um Goal line technology cameras were fixed. That goal. <laughs> I actually, you know what? It was that goal. I actually thought the BT made a point of play of showing the graphic of the ball going over the line <laughs> specifically to prove that it was working. Yeah, I yeah. made that comment here as well. I had a little chuckle to myself, but uh, no, it was great to see Courtney Howes there just uh, just get his goal because we are big, 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 big fans of Courtney Howes here, and yeah. um. As I say, uh, another great thing that uh, another great thing that, that Ollie Watkins did in this game because he did so many of them and he was so unlucky at the score. Uh, El Ghazi's goal then, just to recap on that. <coughs> if you want to talk us through that one, actually, Paddy, I'll be honest with you, I'm sketchy. I just I was looking at my phone and the next thing I heard a pinging off the post and, and the commentator started screaming. So I'm a bit sketchy on what that goal was. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was like it was- it just was a it was a, a nothing clearance out of defence. Jack works mm. hard, keeps the ball in, um, went on a typical Jack run at the defence and played a sublime ball to Ollie Watkins, who's unfortunate that his first touch was a bit heavy, um, brings him out to the corner of the box and just rolls it into the path of Anwar, who just belts it. And to be honest, I looked at it and went, "Oh Jesus!" <laughs> and next yeah. thing, ping. He absolutely rattled the, the woodwork and in, in, in off the post. It was, you know, as far as strikes goes, probably one of the goals of the season so far. Um, it's, you know, it just, I think the, the, the thing that will stick with me from today is that we now have a group of players that 
in the adversity of being down to 10 men are capable of withstanding pressure, taking teams on the break, making attacks like this out of nothing. And it was just, it was just a joy to watch. And, you know, as performances go, this, this is up there with the Liverpools and Arsenals of this season. And I think this is one we look back on and go, yeah, in the past, this would have gone against us and we wouldn't have been able to cope. We now have a group of players that are well able to do it. So um, I think the overriding emotion for me is that I feel much more comfortable about the guys if if we go behind or if we go down to 10 men. And, you know, the reshuffle was there. I did it well. Um, I was a bit worried about him not doing it just before half time was gone. Oh, she may as well wait till half time, and then I was gone. But we got John McGinn playing centre half. Probably not the best idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all know what he's like, marking from corners. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but that that's uh, the the one thing I'll take out of today is that performance wise, it was absolutely fantastic to play the way we did against ten men, albeit. They weren't up to much. You know, we said it in the preview. We both predicted. I said 2-0. Um, I, I would have snapped your hand off for 2-0 when, when we went down to them men. But, uh, yeah, this, the, the second goal killed it off. And then uh, Al Ghazi's strike was just fantastic. Yeah. It's, so, yeah, El Ghazi's strike was was really good. A nice counter-attack break. We break so, so well. Uh, and we break so well late in games which is, you know, which is great. And you look back at the Arsenal game. We did something similar in that game. Uh, it was a Jack that scored from a break uh, like that. Um, yeah. And it was, I think it was actually in and around the same time in the game as well. We did it against Liverpool. So when we get up by two goals, we're a very dangerous animal. Or even one goal, we're a very dangerous animal on the break. Teams have, mm. if teams float forward, we just leave Jack out in an island on his own on the left and just ping a ball 30 yards in front of him, let him run onto it. And if he does, somebody breaks their balls to get into the box or to get in and around him as well. You know, we're a very yeah. dangerous animal because, as I say, Jack Grealish at full pelt running towards you is a foul in the making or you have to let him pass you one or the other. Um, mm. So if he's got somebody on his shoulder, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of chasing shadows, I think, in that aspect. So it's, uh, it's great to see it again. And it's not just a... It's almost a concerted effort whereby we go very narrow when we go 2-0 up. And I, and, and I love it. Uh, like McGinn, Dougie Louise really sat inside there. Courtney Howes, once again, he was everywhere uh, when those balls were dropping into the box for Benteke. I know Benteke had a snapshot that went went wide and then it was called for offside. Uh, Eze had a few shots from outside the box, but we kept them outside us. We kept them outside us the whole time after that one time that Zaha got in behind us. And it was comfortable enough. Even when we were down to 10 men, we played a lot more of the ball um, and it was very, very comfortable uh, throughout. That El Ghazi goal was great. And I suppose, look, we, we've often questioned, like, Jesus Christ, what's, what, what did they see in El Ghazi at times? Well, we're seeing it now. I think, was that 3-3? Three three? So, look, fair play to him. Yeah. But before that, it was zero in how many? So, you know, he's got he's to be more consistent. And in fairness to him, well, he started the game very well. Um, you know, credit where it's due he was he was putting the work in left right and center and maybe some will argue he deserved to stay in the pitch you know I did think it was the wrong one at the time and I put my hands up and go well <laughs> he pinged that goal out of nowhere what's to say uh, Bertram wouldn't have done it either so 
I, Joe, I'll tell you that, Fanny, is Bertrand wouldn't have done it because he wasn't in the field. So, like, you could only, you could only kind of, you could only, yeah. you, can, you can't take yeah. it away from El Ghazi that he scored, that he scored just because and Bertrand, Bertrand can't kick the, field, the ball you know? with his right foot, apparently. So, he wouldn't have done it. Yes. So, I don't know how he scored yeah. that goal either on <laughs> his right foot. Did so, he, was it with his right foot? I, I didn't even, I didn't for, even check. For all of those boring, lazy journalists to say he, and people on Twitter to say he's no right foot. There you go. Yeah, right. Gazi is no left foot either. So, <laughs> you know, everybody's the same. Everybody's one footed bar the elite few that, that can play equally as well with both feet. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Leave the guy alone. He was immense today for 44 minutes. I thought he was fantastic. Um, They're all good. Everyone was good. I don't yeah. think any, anybody was anybody was bad in the second half. I think everybody played well. Look, we have to say Tyro mm. Mingsley, you know, was the only black mark in the team today after getting sent off. But apart from that, we yeah. played. We had exactly like it, that was a Dean Smith performance because it was like uh, that's what we've been playing all year. We've been playing like that all year, and to even do it with ten men against the team that kind of threw the kitchen sink at us. Well, tried to throw up, but bringing on like a Batchway and bringing on Rydwald. Uh, and Townsend towards the the end of the game, you know they they still didn't muster yeah. muster much. Paddy, who, what player on our team had the most shots today? Ooh. Love these games. I love these games. Springing these questions on you. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say El Ghazi. <laughs> no, but it's probably Watkins. Far and away, by far and away, by by who scored the. By far and away, Watkins said the most. He had ten shots at shots yeah. today. Uh ten shots. Guys, he had five. Grealish had two. And Truro had three. And Grealish. I'll tell you, I had Grealish backed at evens today. And I put a put a put a nice sum on Jack Grealish to have just have a shot on target with his right foot. It was at evens. I went, oh my god, the bookies are drunk. And I put a nice a nice uh, sum on it. And Jack Grealish had two shots today with his left foot. Bookies are never drunk, Neil. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know because we caught him before. We caught him at two, two and a half. I caught him at two and a half, uh, uh, over two and a half goals in the United game. It was a ridiculous price altogether. So I caught him in that. <laughs> so as for swings and roundabouts, <laughs> but uh, no, look today. Today, today was I, I thought was a fantastic, fantastic game. Uh, game yeah. plan, well, well executed. You know what was interesting today, and it was probably because we went down to ten men. But usually, usually our team would play the majority of their passes. Uh, like we were way out, well, well, well outpassed by Crystal Palace today, as you would probably expect with, with uh, 11 men against 10 for, for a full half. But our two full backs, uh, like usually they will be up and around 60, 70 passes throughout the course of the game. There were only 34 and 37 passes today. So we didn't attack, the, we didn't attack down the left as much as we normally do. I thought that yeah. was really, really interesting. Well, a lot of our, a lot of our play today went through Douglas Louise. Uh, went through Douglas Louise today. He had our most passes at thirty nine, and uh, same with Al Ghazi. So we, we, we lived off scraps, and we carried the ball an awful lot through. Well, that was obvious enough. We carried the ball, I suppose, really an awful lot, and uh, and 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 sat back and soaked up a lot of pressure. But interesting that we can do that. This is. What two home game, two home wins and a draw in the last three? Are we exercising the home, uh, the the issues we've had playing at home this season? Do you think, or is it too early to say? Too early to say, and we've two away matches coming up. But 
you know, it's all about improvement and building on on what we've done, you know, to stay up and then improve on that. Um, you know, we're looking at four clean sheets in a row now, which is mm-hmm. absolutely immense for a man that we haven't even mentioned yet. There was Emmy Martinez, who again yes. was sublime again today. Catches for, everything. You know, he just it, catches the great, ball. It's, it's so good. It's, it's, <laughs> and it actually looks so unusual that a goalkeeper goes to catch everything, every shot. You know, there's an attempt to catch it nearly. So um, he's been immense for us. You know, I, I, I don't know uh, how long it is since we've had four clean sheets in a row. Um, I think it's amazing. I think, you know, the signs are there that we're, uh, you know, I, I think we can realistically be looking at where we're going to finish now as opposed to looking over our shoulder. I think the last four games have just, you know, we, we prove we can do it. I know we've got bigger tests coming up and we'll probably be looking at the end of January when we play Burnley where we're at, Burnley and Southampton, I should say. And uh, But for now, I think we should enjoy where we're at and... Um, you know, I go back. I did. I, I slagged. But I won't say I slagged them off. I, I I tried to tell it like it is with Tyrone Mings, um, but he came out at the end of the game and said performance of the season that second half. The lads were absolutely unreal. It put my team in a horrible situation, and I take full responsibility for that. But what a response! Now, fair play to him. I think that's what we like to see from from a leader on the pitch. Um, I just hope he learned from it and won't get involved in little shits like Zaha again because it was obvious that he had got to him um, be it today or be it in the last day whatever was going on and he knew uh, Zaha knew that he had him in his pocket that, that when, when he had a go at him um, at, for the first yellow card so uh, hopefully he'll learn from that it hasn't cost us um, a lot of people will be unhappy that he's going to miss um, sorry I should just clear we discussed off air that it's most likely two yellow cards the reason for that being is he was on three or sorry two two match ban he was on three yellow cards he got two today which brings him up to five plus his one match ban for the red card so it looks like unless I'm wrong he'll miss Chelsea Emmanuel but having said that I've absolutely no problem with Cons and Halls playing there I think the two of them have been immense for us all season when, they, when they've been called upon so um I know Dean Smith doesn't like them being called a free hit, but we have a few free hits coming up. And, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know where we're, <laughs> what way we're looking or are we looking at we need to be able to take these teams on or are we just happy to be where we are? But um, let's just enjoy today and worry about Monday on Monday. Yeah, uh, 100%. Absolutely 100%. You know, today was... Uh, I actually think today we look back on today as being... Uh, an important enough game because uh, this team is proving something to itself uh, week in week out almost. Um, mm-hmm. Even though we last we went there and I, we keep going back to losing the four the, the four or the five, we've only been outplayed once this year and we've played some really good teams. We're halfway through the season already, you know. We've yeah. played uh, we've played some really good teams. We've only been outplayed by by Leeds. And we won't be the last team to be overwhelmed by Leeds this year by their just sheer attacking terrier type style. And mm-hmm. I think it's just so different to everything else that, it, that, 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 that that's the only one. So like we've we've had to learn how to how to uh, deal with losing games that we were like by far and away the better team in 
like the Brighton game and and uh, you know drawing games and not being able to score against Burnley and then we've come up against Wolves where we've soaked up a lot of pressure got a last minute penalty then we've you know we've we've grown into games West Brom was a processional game this game looked like it was going to be another processional game then we had the adversity of having a man sent off and then we still plow ahead and find a way to play our game with one man less so I think mm-hmm. this team is learning it's it's kind of it's it's showing itself that it can it can be as good as it as good as it wants to be on any given day you know, and uh, that's, you know, of all, we talk about three points being a great, uh, <laughs> being a great, um, a great Christmas present. But for me, that's probably the best present of all that we could have got is team self-belief within this, or the team to have self-belief. Uh, we're now just gone yeah. to fifth in the table. Uh, Chelsea have, uh, uh, we're now just gone to, gone to fifth in the table after Chelsea uh, losing against, uh, uh, against Arsenal. So... <laughs> Here we go. Still have games it's incredible, in incredible, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. No, it's, well, look, we've we've uh, we've two games of hands on Leicester. Um, yeah. We're six points behind Liverpool, who only have one game in hand on us. So, um, January is going to be a big, huge month in in determining where we finish up. Um, I'm, I, for one, I'm really looking forward to us having a hop off Chelsea and Man U. Um, you know, I, I do believe it's a free hit because of how well we've played. I think we can go and play without fear. Um, you mentioned that team spirit. It's it's slowly but surely uh, the confidence is trickling through to everybody. And I think we're seeing that in and where Al-Ghazi would probably one of the last it needs to trickle through to. Um, it's it's a strange situation we find ourselves in. You know, we've, we've 25 points on the board. So effectively, maybe four wins from safety, you know, at Christmas. Um, it's going to be nice to uh, to have the pressure off us in the second half of the season. Mm. Uh, as fans, obviously not the players will be obviously wanting to do as best as they possibly can. But to be, uh, to be 14 points clear of relegation at Christmas, that's fantastic. Paddy, how many wins do we have in the whole of last season? Jesus, Neil, you're the stats man. Come on, tell me. <laughs> we had nine six. wins. Nine, nine wins, eight draws, eight 21 already. losses. Yeah. We've eight wins, one draw, and six losses. Uh, so, or five, four losses, sorry. Eight wins, four. Eight wins, one draw, four losses. Sorry. Um, yeah, that's what we have. We've goals. Uh, our, our goals for 27 goals against 13. So, our goal difference is plus 14. Second highest in the whole league after Liverpool, which is plus 17. Uh, to say that this, we have a good shot, a very good shot uh, at putting up some good performances, as you said, over. It's not even just a free shot, it's a good shot. And I think, based on the way Chelsea are playing, the, the Chelsea are play, played today, I think their weaknesses, you know, we could f- we could give them a good rumble. Not, not too hopeful about it but as I say as I've said in our, in our Christmas special and, and the last last time that we spoke Paddy as well United is the one beat United we'll have a lot of people talking about us a lot I of people so. talking about us yeah. to have beaten United Arsenal Leicester Liverpool all in the one season mm-hmm. I, uh, Jesus like that's that's and look uh, 2020 has a uh... Has taught us to expect the unexpected, yeah. so I'm hoping the first match of 2021 is a beating um, of Man United, which have always been 
something that we team. couldn't manage for for many many years and yeah. been the butt of all jokes for, for you know because Ireland has so many Man U fans we've got to listen to it every day. All yeah. that. We've had a break now for the last couple of years. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> they haven't been playing well. But if you like, if you offer me three points out of the next two games, I want it to be against Man U. Yeah. Because <clears throat> uh, I, I think there's a lot to be said for for turning over Manu, and there's no reason why we can't. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Anything like four points, five points, nine points. I, I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if we got four points from the three fixtures, five points, or nine points. No, uh, I think the tails are up with this team, and, and I think, as I said, the belief is there after the last three games. And and Dino is going to sit down with Craig Shakespeare, who let's. Give him, give the man a round of applause. Craig Shakespeare has absolutely. done something to this team, yeah. absolutely has, and uh, fair play to him because it's uh, it's going the right way. Whatever he's doing with it himself and Dean and and JT uh, are doing with this team and Richard O'Kelly. See, got it right. I haven't called him Richard <laughs> O'Keefe. <laughs> Richard O'Kelly. Um, so look, listen, another win, another great win. Uh, Laker sportsman, a match, Paddy. Before we close this one out. Tough one. Um, all the usual suspects are there. Um, as I said, Maddie Target had an exceptional game. Emmy Martin is an exceptional game. But I think a run sung hero today and deserves a mention. And I believe he was man of the match. And a lot of people were shocked by it earlier when BBC gave it to him. But my man of the match would be Ollie Watkins. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I, was, <laughs> I thought you were in I shock thought, there. For a no, second. no, no. I, th- I thought you. I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I, I thought there was going to be a but. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, th- I thought Ali Watkins was superb today. He ran the channels very, very close. It was very close between himself, Target, and House for me uh, to be man of the match. Uh, and I know we spoke about Bertrand Troy playing well and Agassi playing well. Uh, I thought it was between the three of those guys because I just don't just don't think they put a foot wrong. Uh, Watkins got in, hit one straight at the keeper. That's fine. You know, you don't take your shots you don't score if the keeper saves them fair play to you uh hit one against the against the post which defied physics it came back at an angle at the queerest angle it, it came back off the post i i don't know if he, if he had another 10 shots like that and he was hitting the post it would never come back off the post that way as well head one off the crossbar before houses uh he's <laughs> put it this way he's a trier god loves a trier uh, but he's, yeah. he's a bit more than a trier if that makes sense he's uh he's doing all the right things and, and you can see why he's uh, you you can you can see why uh, why he scored so many goals in the lower leagues playing off the off the wing because he has that aspect in his game and yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. Laker sports man of match Ollie Watkins fair play to him and let's hope he sticks one in the net uh, against Chelsea in two days time. Great stuff. Um, and there you go. I don't think Paddy, we're not going to have a preview of the Chelsea <laughs> game. Reason being is the proximity of the two matches. Obviously yeah. Chelsea are still playing at the more or Chelsea are, are just finished playing at the moment and. Uh, it's going to be a situation whereby um, we're not going to know what way the teams are going to be. There's going to be that, going to be rotation. I would imagine after the mall in Chelsea got uh, got today, uh, it was going to have like probably just going to see Mings and House. Uh, might see Ross Barkley back. It's it's just doing doing a preview will be, be a lot. Uh, what was that? It won't be Mings. Sorry, it won't how be Mings? And it won't be Ross Barkley. 
Ross Barkley, well, Ross Barkley back into midfield, McGinn back then to replace Mings at uh, centre half. They tried it today, it worked. So I think, yeah. <laughs> no. Um, but look, we, we'd only be guessing, really. We'd only be guessing to see what this exactly. lineups would be yeah. and stuff. The turnaround so big, so are so short. So, so what short. we'll do is we'll come back with a, a post match of uh, Chelsea. And I think at that stage, then we might have a better guess at, at what lineups would be for Manchester United, considering two games we played, if there is any. Um, if there's any changes that Dean Smith makes the next day, we might be able to make a more educated guess on what's going to happen going into the United yeah. game. Um, so that is, uh, yeah, so we won't be coming to you with a preview show, but hey, we let this little wind sink into the psyche. In. Enjoy, Enjoy the next it. couple of days. Exactly. exactly. And uh, thanks so much to everybody for listening. Also, I want to say a huge thanks to everybody for listening to the to the Christmas special. Uh, massive numbers on it, and I absolutely really appreciate everybody listening to it. It was lovely, lovely uh, to have chats with so many people. And to be honest with you, when I was listening back, I, w- I was thinking to myself, I could have thought I could have had another ten or twelve people on, and then I yeah. kind of went, "Fuck it, I should have." <laughs> but I was I was <laughs> yeah. I was kind of worried with time constraints. But thank again, thanks so much to everybody for giving up their time. Yeah. Thanks so much spe- to everybody special, for listening. Um, Special mention to uh, David Scott, who did our little uh, intro song. Yes. You missed it. Go back. Maybe even as a little nod to David, I think we should put it on today because uh, his opening line is, I'm dreaming of a top six finish. And now that we're in the top six, maybe we can bang it out there. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so, guys, uh, thanks a million for following the podcast on at Love McGrath. Follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy. And you know what? We'll play you out with David Scott singing I'm Dreaming of a Top Six Finish. Thanks very much, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas. And here's to another fantastic performance from the villains tonight. Podcast Network.